morning, good morning, vibrant church. How you guys all doing today? Good, good, man, this is the late service, so you guys have all slept in, you're like three coffees in, all right, you're feeling good today, but hey, listen, before we get into the word today, can we give it up for our worship team real quick? Come on now. What a powerful time in worship. I don't feel like I even have to preach today. I could just close in prayer, and we're all good to go. I mean... But listen, we're gonna have a great time today. I'm so glad you're joining us. Or if you're joining us online, hey, welcome, welcome. We're gonna have a great time today. You know, I, was, I just realized that today is the first Sunday in October. Can you believe that? This year, man, this year has been crazy. It's been wild. I, I feel like we went January, February, March, September, October. We're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What just happened here? Like, do I put up my Christmas tree now or I don't know what to do with this year. This year has been wild, but I feel like it's starting to finally kind of get back on track a little bit. I told the first service, our our Vibe Cafe, they got pumpkin spice lattes, like all is good with the world again, amen? Am I the only one that likes pumpkin spice lattes? I wake up all year long waiting for this moment. I want my pumpkin bread. I want my pumpkin spice lattes. I want a pumpkin candle. I love pumpkin. Anyways, amen, it's gonna be a good day. Listen, before we get into uh, the word this morning, I wanna remind you of two things you've heard about them already, but I wanna remind you that this Wednesday is First Wednesday. Someone say First Wednesday. It's gonna be an incredible time. Be in the house, and we'll also be online as well for you, but be in the house. Listen, we have an after party. We have something for the entire family. It's gonna be an incredible time. It all begins at 7 p.m., so get here this Wednesday. And then this next Sunday, October 11th, it's gonna be an incredible day. You gotta be here. Invite some people. We have the one and only Pastor Dino Rizzo in the house. Come on, somebody. Pastor Dino, he's not just a special guest anymore. He is family here at Vibrant Church and obviously one of the favorites here. We love him so much and I can't wait for him to be in the house next Sunday. So be here, bring a friend. It's gonna be an incredible Sunday. And I'm excited about today as well. Today, I'm gonna try to unpack rather quickly a a topic that I get asked about quite a bit. And it's the topic concerning our identity in Christ. What is God's purpose for my life? What is God's will for my life? You know, I feel like many times we get our own will and God's will kind of mixed up in our life. I mean, so personally, I I try to live my life by limiting carbs and sugars. Anyone else do keto around here? Yes, 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 yeah, three of us, we're great, yeah. Right after I talked about pumpkin bread. So I try to limit my carbs and my sugars. You can even ask the girls in the cafe. I get my Americano every day with sugar-free vanilla. I try really hard. But then I drive down Highway 45, and there's this giant round neon sign, right? And let's be honest, like at this point, Krispy Kreme, they're just being obnoxious with it. They're like, temptation! You know, just there it is. And every now and then, I'm driving down there, I do the exact same prayer that I'm sure you do too, and you don't, don't play like you're holier than me or something, okay? Like, I know we all do this. We, we drive down there, and you do that prayer. You do, God, if it's your will, if it's your will for my life, I've been really good this week, and if it's your will to reward me, then God, will you allow a front parking spot in front of Krispy Kreme, so I know it's your will. And what do you know, the third time around the building, it's always right there. 
right? Sometimes we get our will and God's will kind of mixed up. I feel like sometimes we get our own wants in the way of what God wants for us. What is God's purpose for my life? What is God's will for my life? How do I know if, if God wants me to take that next step that's out there in front of me? How do I know that? You know, I've been asked these questions many times about, you know, how do I know if God wants me to date this specific person? How do I know if God wants me to take this particular job? How do I know if God wants me to move to this other destination? And so many of us here wrestle with that. Maybe you're online and you wrestle with that. So many of us wrestle with these questions and why do we wrestle with it? It's because our identity and our purpose is so important to us. I mean, my goodness, out of, out of any year, this is the year that's tried to steal your identity. I mean, I think about how many times I go to the store and I have my mask on, right? You got the mask on, you don't say hi to anyone anymore because I can't identify the people that I know. I was at the store the other day and I'm like going through some clothes and, and this guy said, hey, Pastor Mike. I said, hey, hey. He said, you have no idea who I am, do you? It's like, not a clue. He had a hat, a mask. I don't know you by this. I promise I won't identify you. I can't. See, knowing our identity is really important to us. Knowing our purpose that God has placed in our life is really important to us. Now, I read a study that took place last year in 2019. It was in the UK and this study out of the people that they polled, they found that 80%, 80, 80% of the people that they polled said that they felt like their life lacked purpose and meaning. That's hard to hear, isn't it? It gets worse. Welcome to Vibrant Church. I'm really encouraging you, huh? Out of that 80%, 36% of those people said that they wish that they could do a complete redo of their life. That's hard to hear. But if we're just being honest, there's a lot of us in here in the room and are watching online that are in the exact same spot. You feel that way too. But I believe that if God has a plan, then you have a purpose, amen? And I believe that if we get into his word and, and see what he's already revealed about his purpose and plan for humanity, then we'll begin to walk on the path of our individual specific purpose that he has for you and for me, which will give us ultimate fulfillment. How many of you today wanna to be completely fulfilled in life, amen? So let's jump into the word today. Today I wanna unpack how do I identify God's purpose for my life. This is in your note sheet. You can fill it in or online. Number one is this, God's purpose for me is more about who I am rather than what I do. God's purpose for me is more about who I am than what I do. There's so many of us that go through life wondering, does God care about the city that I moved to? Does God care about the college that I attend? Does God care about that person that I date? Does he care about the person that I marry? Does God care about the job that I take? Does God care about what I pursue in my retirement? And the answer real quick is yes, but I think the question's a little bit different. I think if we look at the common denominator in those questions, the real question that we need to answer today is does God care about the details in my life? I wanna encourage you today. 
God cares about the details. He's a very detailed God. How do I know that? Well, if we look in Matthew chapter six, God starts talking about all the details that he loves so much. It says this in verse 25, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. You'll find God talks a lot about birds and I find that interesting because 2020 has done weird things to my family. So I'm more of a city boy kind of guy and this year, for some reason, we decided we're gonna start having chickens. I don't know what 2020 did to you, but for us, it made us, you know, the father and mother of poultry. I don't, I don't, we have like 14 chickens, three quail. I don't know. I live on a farm in the city. It's weird. But anyways, God says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in their barns. For your heavenly father, he feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? And then he says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have such little faith? See, we serve a God who's all about the details. He goes on and on in the Bible about details. If you just fast forward just a little bit, Matthew 10, verse 29, he says, but not a single sparrow, here we are with birds again, but not a single sparrow can fall on the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. We serve a God who's all about the details in your life. God has a plan and a purpose for all of humanity, but he also has a detailed plan and purpose for you. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 is a scripture we've all heard many times, I'm sure, before. God says that I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, right? I know the plans I have for you. They are plans to prosper you. They're not to harm you. They are plans to give you a hope and a future. Say, yes, God wants to speak to us. He wants to reveal his detailed plan to you about your life. But you'll find when God talks to you about your purpose in life, many times he'll he'll talk more to you about the man or woman that you are becoming rather than the things that you need to be doing. Write this down in your notes. God is more interested in your identity than your activity. God is far more interested in your identity than your activity. So many times we get caught up in our activities. What house should I buy? What school should I go to? What job should I take? Which person should I date? And God is saying, yes, I'm really interested in all of those things, but you understanding the answers to all of those questions is just a byproduct of what I want to do in you. We get so obsessed with transportation questions. What do I mean by transportation questions? We, we want to know where we are, where we're going, and are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? Can you tell I have three little kids? I've got three little boys. Six, three, and one. Car rides are rough. Thank God that there's DVD players for them now. I don't know how my parents did it. 
But we, we get so caught up with transportation questions. We wanna know where we are and where we're going. And are we there yet? But God is obsessed with transformation questions. Who are you and who are you becoming? You know, if you look in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be what? Transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A lot of times we stop right there in that scripture. And we've heard it many times. But what happens if we go on? It says, then, someone say then. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. This thing that we want to know. God, what's your will for me? You have to get to that second sentence. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, his perfect and pleasing will in your life. Do you know how that works? I mean, which one comes first? Transportation or transformation? So we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we get to see what our will is in our life. We get so caught up with transportation that sometimes we forget to pay attention to what God's trying to do in us. You know, the identity he's trying to build in you. The the things that maybe he wants you to heal from. Maybe there's things in your past he wants you to heal from today. Maybe there's this freedom that he wants you to walk in. Now, if you haven't ever gone through one of our freedom small groups, you need to do that. I, I suggest everyone do that. They're incredible. But God wants you to walk in freedom. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe there's some rough edges that are in your life that God's trying to smooth out a little bit. Maybe there's gifts and talents and abilities that he's placed in you that are unused right now. He's trying to develop those in you. God will always speak to you more about you than the things that you are meant to do. Identity before activity. So how do I identify God's purpose in my life? Number one, was God's purpose for me? It's more about who I am than what I do. Number two is this, write it down. Your design will always point to God's purpose for you. Your design will always point to God's purpose for you. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork. We were created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he has prepared in advance for you to do. See, God has a purpose for you and he's already prepared it in advance for you. You are uniquely designed. It says that you are his handiwork. In other translations, it says that you are his workmanship, that you are his masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. You are handcrafted. You're not like everyone else. No one else is like you. There's nothing generic about you. See, church, I need you to understand today, you are not the great value brand of human being. You ain't at Walmart. You are handcrafted, hand-designed. You're a designer brand, specifically made by the designer. What that means is that you are expensive. You are valuable. The the God of the universe, he puts you together with his own hands. He made you the way he intended to. In Psalms 139, 13, it says, for you you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb and I will praise you because I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made, amen? Listen, church, I don't know who needs to hear this today. I want you to lean into this today. I feel like there's some of you that need to hear this. Maybe you're online and you need to hear this. Look at my eyes right now. I want you to hear me. You are not an accident. You are not the sum of a bunch of mistakes. You are not an accident. You are designed. 
by God with a purpose. And because you are designed on purpose, God has placed passions in you. He's given you abilities. He's given you purpose. And the things that he's put in you, maybe some of them get you excited. Maybe they make your heart start beating real fast. The things that get you real excited, you wake up in the morning thinking, man, I get to do this today. It's this passion that God has put in you. And if we're just being honest, the things that you're passionate about, I may not care about. I'm not trying to be rude, but it's true. And the things that I'm passionate about, you may not care about. Is it because one of us is broken? No, it's because we're both designed. We're both uniquely designed. See, let's take college football for instance, right? College football fans in the house, where you at? I don't like college football. <laughs> There's a lot of college football fans around here, and you guys are just excited that football's happening again and all of that. But to be honest, I don't really like it. I, I'm more of a pro football fan, but when I moved here 11 years ago, I quickly learned to just, when I'm excited, scream out Roll Tide or Hail State. Or just in the midst of it, just make loud noises, and everyone's real excited and they love it, right? That was my first experience. I moved here, went to a gas station, never had heard roll, roll Tide before, never, didn't know what that was. Went to a gas station and literally this guy walked in and he just screamed, Roll Tide! And everyone started yelling, Roll Tide. And I was like, do I duck? Like, what do I do? Like, I'm from Central California. When people start doing that, you like hit the floor, you know? I mean, like, I didn't know what was happening in there. But a lot of you love college football. I don't. I really don't. I'm not passionate about it, but I do have other passions. I'm different than you. You're different than me. One thing I'm passionate about is Disney. Any Disney fans in the house? Yeah, that's more than first service. First service is like a crowd of five of us. Man, I love Disney. I love Disney World. I could be there every single day. I've been going since I was four years old. My parents started taking me when I was young. I've been there every year since, multiple times. I love it. I could literally be in that park every single day and feel completely fulfilled, be living my best life. But as soon as I said that, some of you start getting this really nauseous feeling in your stomach, right? Some of you are like, I, I don't like theme parks at all. I can't stand it. I can't, I can't even imagine paying that much money to stand out in the sun and, and all these things and there's a bazillion children around. But I'm different than you. My passions are different than you. To the point that, check it out, I actually went on a vacation with my wife um, a couple weeks ago. We went to Disney World. I try to go as much as I possibly can. And we didn't bring our kids. That's how much I like Disney World. I either really love it or I'm a horrible father. We left the kids at home and we had mom and dad trip to Disney. I do, I love it that much. It's a passion in my life. Every one of us has passions and abilities. God put those passions in you. He put the passions in you because your passion points to your purpose. If you don't know your passions and abilities right off the top of your head, maybe that's a good thing for you to kind of evaluate this week. Sit down and really think, God, what passions have you put in me? What abilities have you given me? What, what dreams are you putting in my heart? And really sit down and evaluate what God has placed in you. And you know, if you haven't done this before, I wanna encourage you to sign up for our growth track here at Vibrant. Growth track is an opportunity where you get to actually learn some of your gifts and abilities and the passions that God's 
put in you. You get to see who we are here at Vibrant Church and then you take these gift assessments where you get to find out what God's put in you. And then how can I take these gifts and abilities that God's given me and use them here at Vibrant to expand the kingdom of God? It's so incredible. And if you haven't done it, I want to encourage you to sign up. We actually have a special version of it happening next week. It's a special one day where there's lunch included. And I mean, right there, you had me at lunch, right? So there's lunch included, free childcare, all of that. You just sign up at guest services or you can sign up online at vibrantchurch.com slash growth track. But I wanna encourage you, if you haven't gone through that, do that, because it's so important for you to know what the gifts and abilities that God's placed in you are and how you can use them for his kingdom. You're made with a purpose. So how do I identify the purpose in my life? Number one was God's purpose for me. It's more about who I am rather than what I do. Number two was your design will point to God's purpose for you. Number three is this, write it down. Walking in your purpose will look like thousands of faith steps. Walking in your purpose is gonna look like thousands of faith steps. And that's hard sometimes to do, it's hard to hear. You know, one of the stories in the Bible that I love so much is the story of Peter walking on water. I love that story, I've taught it many times and there's so many different angles to that story that I love to teach. You know, the fact that, that Peter, he, he gets called out about Jesus is there and Peter steps out of the boat in faith. It's storming and he steps out and he begins to walk towards Jesus. Yet then he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he begins to sink and Jesus reaches out his hand and saves him. What I love about the story though is that the, the fact that even though he began to sink, Peter's the only person other than Jesus that could kind of walk around with his chest puffed out a little bit and be like, I walked on water. You didn't walk on water, I walked on water. He does that and even if it's just for a moment, he can still say he did. He got bragging rights out of it. He walked on water. But Peter would have never had the ability to walk on water if he didn't take some other smaller steps first. See, for Peter, his first step was he had to drop his net, right? He had to drop his net to follow Jesus. And that was actually a pretty big step because Peter dropping his net, that, that was actually Peter dropping his comfort zone Peter dropping his career, Peter dropping his, uh, um, his financial situation, his income. It was a scary moment, but he had to drop his net and follow Jesus. Then from there, Peter had to take a whole lot of other faith steps. He had to walk every day with Jesus. Day after day, living each day under the leadership of Jesus and growing. See, a lot of us want some big steps in our life. We want these big walking on water moments to happen in our life. But they can only happen if you take the little steps of faith every day. See, some of you in here today or online, you are wanting this big booming voice from God. I'll be honest, that would be great. When you're up against a tough decision, you don't know what to do, it'd be great if God just came in and said, do this, right? Then you always just know you're in his will. You're like, okay, we're good. We all want that. And God will boom every now and again. But he whispers every day. He whispers every day. You know, in 1 Kings chapter 19, we see God communicating with Elijah and he tells him to go up on this mountain. There's some decisions that he's gonna help him with. 
the Lord's about to pass by and we pick it up in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. It says, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and it shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Then after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. But after the fire came a gentle whisper. See, so many times we get caught up looking at the wind, looking at the rocks, looking at the earthquakes, looking at the fires, and we forget to pay attention to the gentle whisper. Church, don't go through life waiting for the booming voice and miss out on the whispers every day. You ever wonder why God speaks in a whisper? Now, I think it's because when someone speaks in a whisper, we have to get really close to hear. We have to lean toward a whisper, don't we? I think that's what God wants. He wants us to draw near to him so that then he can draw near to us. The goal of hearing God's voice isn't just about hearing his voice, it's about intimacy with him. He loves you that much. He cares for you that much. He's given you a purpose. There's a plan for you. You know, maybe you're here today and you feel like you've just been treading water. You don't feel like you're propelling forward in life. You feel like you're just stagnant. Maybe you feel like, Mike, is there really a unique purpose for my life? I just don't see it. Look, I wanna encourage you. I am confident that God has created all of mankind with a purpose. How do I know that? If you look back in Genesis, the very beginning, God created the world, right? Created everything in it. He created the mountains, the trees, the fields, the water, the clouds, the birds, the fish, all the animals. He created everything. But then he created man in his own image. He created you in his own image. You are the only creation made in the image of God. And what does he do first with this special creation in Genesis 2.15? It says that he took Adam, this, this special creation, he put him in the Garden of Eden and he wanted him to do a couple things. He put him there to work it and take care of it. What did God do right out of the gate? He gave him a purpose. He gave him an identity. And God's given you a purpose. He's given you passions. He's given you abilities. He's given you an identity. Remember, he cares more about your transformation than he does your transportation. It's more about what he wants to do in you before he does it through you. And maybe you're here today or watching online. You feel like, you know, I've just been wandering around aimlessly. I feel lost. I don't know what to do. Let me tell you, no one likes that feeling. No one likes the feeling of being lost. No one likes the feeling of wandering around aimlessly. I know I don't. No one likes that. But it makes me think about my three boys. That, like I said, it's six, three, and one. They're all young. And like yesterday, 
my wife, Kristen, she was off doing something, so I took the boys to go buy some fish at the pet store. I had all three boys. And you feel like you're like holding one and trying to like balance the other and like hold hands with this one. And it's all boys, so they're like trying to run around anyways. And we're in the pet store and I'm trying to keep track of my children. And you know, every now and then one would go running off down the aisle and like turn a corner. And I can't see them anymore. And it scares me. The feeling that my child could get lost scares me knowing even how they would feel if they realized they were lost. I don't want that either for them. And anyone in here that has any parental instincts knows that they are terrified of the thought of losing a child. I wanna tell you that if myself as an imperfect human being, if myself as a very imperfect father, if I care that much about my kids, how much more Come on, how much more does a perfect, loving, caring, compassionate, heavenly Father not only know the purpose that He has for you, but want to reveal it to you so you don't have to feel that way? He doesn't want you to be lost. He doesn't want you to walk around aimlessly. He has a purpose for you. So with every head bowed and eye closed today, I don't know, I don't know where you've been on this walk. But if you're saying, yeah, Mike, I feel like I've been wandering around. I don't know what my identity is. I don't know what my purpose is. I just want you to pray that I can identify these passions and abilities in my life. If that's you today, no one look around, just raise your hand and say, that's me, just pray for me. I see your hands, I see your hands, yes. Hands all around this room. I don't wanna be a part of the 80% that feels like my life doesn't have purpose. I wanna walk confidently in it. God, we come to you right now. God, so thankful that you make us a unique being designed by you. And God, we know that your word says that you have a plan for us, a plan to prosper us. You're not gonna harm us. A plan for a hope and a future. And God, right now, I pray right now that you allow us to look through the lens knowing that we are your handiwork, that we are your masterpiece. And as we draw near to you, God, you're gonna draw near to us and reveal our purpose in life. God, reveal that to us today. Allow us to walk in the, the identity that you've given us and that you've created us to be. It's in Jesus' name. As we stay in this moment of prayer, maybe you're in here today and you're saying, I don't even have a relationship with Jesus. I'm not walking with God right now. I'm not living for him at all. Maybe at some point you were and you kind of strayed away. You're not living for him now. You're saying, look, I want a fresh start in my life, but Mike, you don't even know what I've done. You don't know how I've lived. I want to tell you right now, I don't care what you did a year ago, a month ago. I told the first service this, I don't, I don't care if you're still hungover right now from last night and you're listening to me. It's not about that. We have a God that sees you, that created you. You're not an accident. He loves you. I don't care how far off you are or how far off you feel. The blood of Jesus covers a multitude of sin. It doesn't matter what we've done. He loves you. He has a plan for you. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for you. 
And maybe you feel like, like maybe God's like this ticking time bomb and if I cut the wrong wire, then my entire purpose in life is just going to explode and you feel like I've cut the wrong wire a few times. Let me tell you, that's not how it works. You can cut the wrong wire over and over and over again. He still loves you. He's still calling out your name. He still wants you on the path that he's created you for. So whoever you are, maybe you're watching at home. Whoever you are, God loves you. He sent his son for you. And today's the day to commit your life to him and say, God, it's all yours. I'm surrendering to you. I love you, God. I'm gonna live for you. So if that's you today, would you just lift your hand and say, yeah, that's me, Pastor Mike, pray for me. Every head bowed, eye closed. Just, yeah, pray for me. I see your hands, I see your hands. Amen. Yes, I see your hands. Amen. Listen, church, we're a family here at Vibrant. We're gonna pray this prayer together. So will you join me? Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for sending your son to die on a cross for me. God, I'm so thankful for your sacrifice. God, thank you for making me as a unique design. God, give me a fresh start and a new beginning. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate all of those that said yes to Jesus today? Listen, if you prayed that prayer today, just do me a favor in the seat back in front of you. There's a connection card. We'd love for you to fill that out. Or if you're online, fill out that digital card as well. We'd just love to celebrate with you and we'd love to pray for you and get to know you and walk this walk with you. God loves you. He has a purpose for you. And church, I wanna thank you as well for your generosity. I wanna thank you for your generosity. Because of your generosity, because of your generous heart, we're able to do so many great things to tell people about Jesus, be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're able to get out of the four walls of the church and do things in our community and honestly all around the world. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but there are literally thousands of people all around the world that join Vibrant Church. Thousands have already joined us today. Some have said yes to Jesus and it is thanks to you. I wanna thank you for your generosity, church. Even yesterday, we did an outreach, our first Saturday serve, where we're reaching out to our community in the Golden Triangle, reading the hands and feet of Jesus. And I just think it's so incredible that, that in a very inconsistent year, 2020, the year where no one can really predict anything, this year's been so inconsistent, your consistent generosity has allowed Vibrant Church to step out and be consistently loving and showing the love of Christ all around the world. So can we just give you some thanks right now? Come on, church. Thank you for your generosity and partnering with us. And if you'd like to partner with us, if you're here physically, it's real easy. There's an envelope in the seat back in front of you. You can fill it out and put your offering in it. And Drop it with one of our ushers on your way out. If you're joining us online or even here as well, you could also go to vibrantchurch.com slash giving. And the way that most people actually give is text to give. So all you gotta do is get on your phone and text vibrant to the number 77977. And it's just follow the secure options there. But church, I wanna thank you for your generosity and partnering with us to see people come to know Jesus. Now listen, did you have a good time today? Did you enjoy that word? Come on now. Can we stand together? Let me pray a blessing over you today. 
I want to pray, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Listen, have a great Sunday. We'll see you first Wednesday, this Wednesday at 7 p.m. We'll see you guys.